What up, world? What up, world? What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another session of Untherapy. We got the beautiful Untherapist with us, Dr. Lady J. How are you feeling today? I am feeling amazing today. You know what it is, y'all? It is Pisces season. Ooh. Best season of the year. Oh, 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 oh. I can't do nothing but be happy in Pisces season. Listen, so, you know everything is amazing. Listen, we we ain't gonna give them too much Pisces just yet, but 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 it's coming real soon. Day to day, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Can't complain. That's what I'm talking about, Chef Shay. How you feeling? I'm feeling great, but like I want to stir a pot a little bit. I'm waiting for Saggy season to roll back around. All right, Let's all right, go, okay. Saggy's right, out there. Right, no, right. Two, no, two things, no, two girl. things, sis. Two oh, things, sis. Oh, two no, things, sis. Oh, two, oh, two, okay. two things, sis. First of all, God bless you. First thing. Second of all, <laughs> second, <laughs> second, and second A. <laughs> your, your feelings. You got to get your feelings correct every week, sis. What, what, what is happening? You're not practicing your affirmations. Are you chef tastic today? Like, what are you today? Help me out. <laughs> I'm- Always chef tastic. Chef chef tacular. It's chef tacular, <laughs> but uh, I was trying to see if you remembered and you didn't remember. So I know you're not practicing. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna work on these daily affirmations for you. You know, we, maybe we, maybe we should just write a book about affirmations. That way, we it'll help you out. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a little later. Jelly gels, how you feeling? I'm wonderful. As Lady J previously stated, it's party season. So how can I complain? And um, your boy Coach Ferns. I'm feeling amazing. Listen, y'all, it's 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 Black History Month. How y'all feel about that? I'm Black 365, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, huh? Just another day. Hey, you know, just Black History Month, I feel empowered. I love seeing all the stores that are really, like, I guess, bandwagoning on the Black culture. Target's Black History Month section is lit. <laughs> and I just love seeing more entities and stuff actually like, you know, highlighting black history this month. Here's a thing, right? There's a couple of things I, I wanna I wanna bring up, but did y'all hear about that or did y'all read that um article about Idris Elba not wanting to be referred to as a black actor? I saw that. I saw no, that. I didn't read oh, the article. Say what now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, please explain. I, I don't have much to explain, but it's it's been said <laughs> <laughs> via an article that uh, Mr. Elba doesn't want to be referred to as a Black actor. I can't understand him. Let me tell you why. Remember, okay. Idris Elba is not from the U.S. He's from the U.K. And I, I the only reason I say I kind of get what he means is because I feel like places outside of the United States, they don't put that much of an emphasis on Black actor opposed to just actor. You know what I mean? And I think this even goes back to the H&M scenario from like four years ago when the black kid had like the monkey on the shirt and everybody in the U.S. was, it was uproar, like, oh my God, monkey on black boy shirt. But they were from overseas, right? And they were just like, oh, we don't look at it that way. And another good example I could, I, I could give you is like, you know, when people use like the N-word, it's very offensive to most Black people and people who are not Black users use it, right? But if you talk to a handful of Jamaicans, ask them if they get offended when other people who are not Black use it, it's not the same level of like disrespect. And I only think it really depends on what region of the world you come from. Though we are all Black, 
I think it just depends on what, what what's culturally appropriate where you are. So I think I think I get what he means by that. I don't think he's like trying to separate himself from blackness at all, but I kind of get what he means. If you see where I'm coming from. All right. So there's two things that, that that's going on here. There's text and context, right? His context may be a hundred percent okay, right? His text is all wrong. Here we go. Oh, absolutely. Let me, let me let me ask you a question. Since we're not black or white or any color. If they do a movie about Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, is it okay for Tom Cruise to apply? Since we all just not, since we all just one color, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, at what point? You see what they did sense? with Tropic Thunder. This is my point. <laughs> this is my point. And and you look at you look at it. It was okay for him to um take on those movies, those Tyler Perry movies, and all those things, and absorb his blackness. You know what I mean? The movies like The Wire and stuff like that. If they didn't see him as a black actor, then he shouldn't have gotten those roles. If he's not black, you know what I'm saying? He could be UK all he want. But the stuff I've seen him in was over here. Have you seen a lot of those movies overseas with him? Have you I seen haven't, those? but again, I actually read the full article, right? Me too. So I, so I get where he's coming from. So I do agree the message was, could have been shaped a little bit more, right? And, you know, when it was showed on social media that he said that, that's the only quote they pulled. So, of course, it's meant to be taken out of context. It's kind of like clickbait. So the overall message I get, but I see what you mean, how it would come off. It's, it's, it seems like he separated himself from Blackness. When in that. Black culture, the only movies we know him, the only roles we know him <laughs> for are very Black. Black roles. roles. You see what I'm saying? And he picked Black History Month. To want to say this, I'm not. I'm not understanding. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. why he thought it was okay. Now he said, yeah. well, you know, in the UK they don't have black history. Listen, overseas, um, Africa's overseas, and they are still black and white people. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so maybe where he comes from, his context was okay. Mm-hmm. But we read the article in America, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't pan over well over here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he won't get canceled for it though. No, he won't get. yeah, that's not a cancelable offense. If we if we put on the scale of black folks who should get canceled, that's like bottom tier. It's not a cancelable offense. But like like you said, the message was wrong. How it sounded was wrong, but his context behind it wasn't necessarily wrong. But how it came out was wrong. He could have shaped it better. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand. You don't want to be seen as a black actor because that puts you in a bind. So does that mean that you want to play like George Washington in a movie? Like, does that mean you want to play, you know what I mean? A, a biopic about a white, a white gentleman. You want to play that role? I'm not understanding because at the end of the day, you still will be seen as a black actor. Yeah. Now, I guess, I guess you know. how I looked at it was more so. And again, maybe I'm a bad person actually because I read the full context, right? So I could kind of decipher what it meant from reading full context. So I guess to me, it kind of sounded like it's like, dang, and I don't even know the right way to say this, that it doesn't sound like offensive. It sounds like he doesn't want to be typecasted. And these are the only characters that he could play. And in my opinion, what I took that as, and I'm an Idris Elba fan, you know, I've, I've watched The Wire, I'm a Stringer Bell groupie, everything. So to me, it's like he didn't want to be typecasted in the Stringer Bell type roles, right? 
that's what I kind of got from it. Not necessarily that he doesn't want to be looked at as a black actor, but you know, but well, for people who haven't read, you know, the full article and the full everything, I see how it comes off. So well, I didn't I didn't read the article, but I'm I read the tweet, right? Which I think he tried to use as clarification. And it says there isn't a soul on this earth that can question whether I consider myself a black man or not. Being an actor is a profession, like being an architect. They are not defined by race. However, if you define your work by race, that is your prerogative. So I, I get the distinction that he's trying to make, but I think to Coach's point, it's like, why? Why did we need that? Because if you consider yourself a black man, whether you're an actor, plumber, police officer, firefighter, father, you being black, is also attached to all of those roles or all of those jobs if you indeed identify yourself as a black man. So whether or not you want to be typecasted as that, if you believe yourself to be a black man, why do you feel the need to delineate yourself or isolate yourself from that identity in your profession? So I pulled up the article because I just wanted to get some like actual wording from him. So tell me what you guys think about this. So he states, racism is very real. His perspective is that it, in quote, only as powerful as you allow it to be. End quote. Thoughts? That didn't help, that that help me. Not I exactly. That makes it worse. Didn't for help me. me one bit. No, I wasn't trying to make it better. I just wanted to get no, you guys it, thought. Yeah, it just, you just made, you just <laughs> made me worse. dislike it even more. Yeah. <laughs> Because how is it only as powerful as 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 you allow it to be when there are whole systems set up in order to disempower you? I feel like that right. negates the struggle that African Americans deal with on a daily basis. Even even people that are in Africa dealing with colorism today, apartheid. Like it's only as powerful as you allow it to be. So mm -hmm. are we saying that so Kanye was right and that slavery was a choice? So I feel like I don't know. Like I agree with you, Jelly, 100%, but I feel like he's also speaking from a place of privilege. Right, right. right. And yeah, the reason right. why I say that is because let's let's think about Jordan, right? Um, everyone knows the Kylie slash Jordan slash Tristan Thompson situation. And when she went on Red Table Talk, she literally said, due to the people she affiliates with her whole life, Jordan Woods, y'all, for anybody who don't know what Jordan I'm talking about, Jordan Woods, because there's really only one that we'd ever talk about. And when she went on Red Table Talk, she was like, this scenario, how it's treated in the media and by the masses, I really now I see what they mean by when they tear Black women down. It took that scenario for her to realize, like, wow, I'm really getting treated like they treat other Black folks, right? So, and she explicitly said she never felt like that before. So, Idris Elba has been famous for quite some time. Um, from his stuff in the UK that I've never watched, but he has a long list of IMDb, <laughs> his stuff in the US, he's been famous for quite some time. Now, being famous doesn't exempt a Black person from being Black. It does not exempt you from being who you are. However, sometimes privilege sometimes does exempt people from experiencing certain things at their vantage point, right? So yes, we know slavery was not a choice, clearly. Yes, we know slavery existed. Yes, we know white privilege is a thing. We know racism still exists. We know um, the gap in pay, all that type of stuff is still a thing. 
And a lot of us feel it more than the rest of us. And a lot of us are more centered. Like, even if I have some type of privilege, I'm not going to walk around and be like, well, that's on y'all. If y'all would have A, B, C, D, E. So I think kind of when it comes to him, it's privilege. And a lot of people really don't talk about Black privilege because it's kind of like we talk about white privilege. We talk about different things, but people don't talk about Black privilege enough. And he would be the example of Black privilege if we're talking about entertainment and cinema, right? He's been famous for quite some time. Even like a Halle Berry might be an example of that. So though I do not agree fully with his statement in the way it was worded, because it could have been worded better. He's been famous long enough to have a PR person clean all that up. It could have been worded better. But I feel like he's only speaking from his vantage point based on what he is experiencing, right? That's why he's saying the way you look at it. For him, he may have not experienced the same thing that insert name from South Miami Dade experiences when she's going for a job, right? And she gets passed up even though she's qualified for someone who does not look like her because he's Idris Elba. So I think a lot of that has to do with Black privilege. And I feel like that needs to be talked about because people don't talk about that. And even when it comes to the Kanye thing, he says the stuff he says, even though he's been canceled, even though people say rah, rah, rah about him, he's still privileged. He lost millions, but he's still a millionaire, right? So they're going to say- Is that Black crazy. privilege though, or is that money privilege? Because I see them as two different things. Black people can maybe have a certain amount of privilege, but that comes attached with status, not just because well, they're Black. It depends because there's very wealthy Black people who still don't have the Black privilege, even though they're wealthy. Think about mm -hmm. it, because there, there's wealthy Black people who are not famous, but they still may not be a lot of the privilege like a Kanye or Idris Elba, who are famous. But 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 see, there are white people who have privileges who have no money. Right, right? absolutely. So we don't necessarily have a Black privilege, but like Jelly said, maybe a Black person with money privilege or black celebrity privilege yeah. it has to be something that goes with it because our color alone isn't privilege for most of us now this guy um yes i hear everything you're saying right but if he doesn't want to be typecasted as these people that he's talking about he still <laughs> made sure that we didn't hear his accent till years later right <laughs> so he did he did what he had to do to hide whatever he had to hide to play these black roles he didn't come out with that 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 um English accent or that UK accent, so he got to come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now that he's now that he's drained out the black market, now he wants to do something like The Rock does, play Fast and Furious or something. You see what I'm saying? So at what point is it okay for him to do that type of stuff? I just don't get it. That's just that that's just me. I I don't get it. I guess I just feel like. I'm confused as to what is wrong with being a black actor, like the way the article plays out. And yes, I guess I get what you're saying. Like he doesn't want to be in an in quote box, but to me, it portrays like a sense of like lack of pride. Right. Like we, everyone knows each Elba, like his roles are, incredible you know like so why would you not want to be the pillar of in quote black actors why is that um title something that you want to in my eyes like demean if that makes sense like 
What is so wrong with it that you have to speak out and say you don't want to be that? Maybe it's his experiences in Hollywood, perhaps. Maybe it's things that he's experienced that we can't see from because we're not behind the scenes. I'm not behind Again, it. I am not I behind I, it. Like I said, I can't, I don't know exactly, but I feel like there has to be something behind it, right? Lady because J. For- <laughs> Lady J, Dr. Lady J. Here's my, bell, Here's my problem. Here's my problem. And daddy's little girl, they needed a black father, correct? Sure did. So he mm-hmm. applied for a role as a black father. He did. He when they when they played um what's his the heart of they fall? Yeah. All black cast or majority black cast. Um he I applied understand. as a black actor. So I, I I'm trying to understand his statement is giving Rachel Donzel. Like <laughs> Yo, it's, I'm, 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 his context, his context is oh is is is, is on a scale of one to ten is a point five, right? His context, okay, I could maybe yeah. get it. Then why are you only applying for the roles that require you to be a black person? Uh, just just make me understand. You're not applying for these roles. Okay, let's just let's let's rip color out the way, right? Do you think that you're one of the best actors out there? Absolutely not. So you may be one of the best black actors, and we champion you. But everybody has a category. So I can be the number one Scandinavian car in the world. But if I don't put that Scandinavian there, then I'm number 100 on the list. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not that he's not a good actor. Don't get me wrong. But he's a black actor that we love. But if you remove that black part from his acting, I don't know if he would have the same amount of success in his acting career. That's just me personally. Like I said, it's it's definitely weird vibes and weird energy the way it's working. But I just I don't yes. know. And maybe it's because I'm an Idris Elba fan. Now I'm not a fan girl. I, I'm really a fan of his work, his body of work in general. Would I go see? Him I don't know where you're going with this. Pro- what is, what does that not. mean by body of work? What you mean by that? You worded that really good. Body like his. I know, I know, I messed up that. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, like I told y'all, The Wire is like top 10, top five yes. of my favorite shows. I'm a stripper yes. bell fanatic. Like yes. his work that he has done, I'm a big fan of his of him as an actor. So maybe I need to separate the two because like Stringer Bell would never say nothing crazy like that, but he's a sell that he's tripping right now. So maybe I just need exactly. to separate the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't understand his goal with with saying that because even though he's saying that he doesn't want to be considered a black actor at the end of the day, if these roles are looking for specific things, like they're going to be like, Oh, we need a, you know, a black father. Like you said before, like there are some, sometimes in these films that they're looking for very specific types of people to play these roles. So now that you're limiting yourself, like what what okay so what now so every time you audition you're gonna lose out because all of a sudden you don't want people to recognize your blackness Mm -hmm. but you need to embrace it it doesn't make any sense to me i don't understand the goal of this i feel like it was just kind of out of left field and was unnecessary like you it it, being black is a part of your identity you can't just all of a sudden think that people are not going to see that it's a part of your role in every aspect of your life so I think he needs to simmer down. Like he didn't, he didn't word this, you know, properly. Like if you didn't want to be casted in stereotypical things that you know, folks see us as, that's one thing. But for you to just say all of a sudden that you don't want to be considered a black actor, but that's 
who you are. That's it's exactly weird. Who next. Next, yeah, he doesn't want to be considered a black male actor. So now, right. you want to be considered for for roles that involve women. You know, like at what point do you like, just chill? right? Where does it end? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what is what is it? I you mean, if you get into gender, you know that's we the can. thing now. Hold um, on okay. now. No, no, we're not gonna unsee that. I'm sorry. You can you can you can pick whatever pronoun you want. We're not gonna unsee that. We, mm-hmm. we can tell the difference between Rosie Perez. We we support the she, her, them, they, and theirs. Okay, you, you better not try it. I think what else is, I guess, disheartening as a you know a member of the black community is that we really love Idris Elba. Like we look we at him do. as one of our best black actors. You know, not like anymore. not anymore. Well, you know what that. I'm saying? So it's like, so for him to say that when we have so much black pride behind your work, you yes. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. It, is, it is a little like punch where yes. you just can confuse as to like, so was he, so he never needed an invite to the cookout? Like, you know, like, yeah. so you never <laughs> wanted to be. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. we, we adore that, but like is your wife not a black wife are your children not black children like mm-hmm. where does the because you consider yourself a black man but you don't want to be typecasted as a black man so should yeah. your wife now not consider you her black husband yes you just a husband and That's you it. Not just children should not consider you a black dad <laughs> you just a dad so literally they can have a filipino dad or a Scandinavian dad, they just needed yep. a dad, and you just happen to be their dad. So yep. to be to play devil's advocate, though, don't advocate I, the devil. I knew you was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, go ahead and print a T-shirt. Don't advocate for the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like okay, all right. What's the proper way to say this? All uh, right. Don't 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 you get caught out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got enough. Uh, to, you got enough. It we got to no talk about. There's no proper way. That's the thing. Um, like, okay, I'll, I'll so. let you continue, Lady J. But I'm just saying, like, some things don't need to be said. That's why there's yeah. no proper way to say them because you mm. shouldn't say them. Well, what I was gonna say is, if we're in the state of the nation where people could choose a gender, wake up and choose whoever they identify with more, which is 100% okay, and you could do whatever you want to do right? You can be whoever you want to be. We support all people, right? What is the big deal about him not identifying as Black and being Black, essentially? Because we if su- we're... We don't support wh- all people. Big- we don't support all people. We are told to support all people, right? Because those is, same yeah. narratives yeah. get tricky, right? They because do. there are people now who are not just transgender, but now they're trans age. Right, which means they yeah. consider themselves younger, but they are in an older body. So, what does mm-hmm. that give way to? That gives way to people who will pretend to be trans age, and now we're dealing with things where we have to watch our sons and daughters. I agree. <laughs> Listen, I'm trans student loan, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but go ahead. I'm listening. Listen, I don't identify with my student loans. That's okay. <laughs> Okay, well, they yeah. identify with you, sis. <laughs> you did <decaf, laughs> <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> but no, I feel you. I feel you. And I feel like that that's one of those tricky topics that, like, we're not allowed to talk about <laughs> publicly. I mean, you can talk about it publicly, publicly but it definitely um, it's just one of those things, <clears throat> if that makes sense. It's definitely one of those yeah, things. I, I'm, well, it, 
I'm and I, I, listen. This untherapy. I'm talking about whatever I want to talk about. But I respect that y'all got careers and stuff, so I'm gonna tone it down a little bit. Um, but please, please go ahead, Charlie. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was just gonna say, like, I think the line would be a bit more clear cut on his stance for me if it was just like, oh, I don't identify as a black person, so you can't identify me as a black actor. Mm-hmm. He says he identifies as a black man. He just doesn't yeah. want to be identified as a black actor, which to me is like you can't pick and choose. I can't be my my father's daughter, but I'm not related to my mother. They're, those two people made me. I, I'm. Yeah. I, it is a fact. So it, whether or not I engage with her or have a relationship with her is a completely different statement than that is not my mother. Okay, yes. so if I identify as a black woman, I then cannot say I'm not a black manager or I'm, <laughs> I'm not a black daughter. I'm not a black yeah. sister. I'm a black woman. So being all of those things with black in front of it is inherent. It, it's ludicrous for us to just say, yeah, you a black man, but you're not a black actor. Like, what, sir, you're, yeah. you're literally asking for me to lie just because you said that's the way you want me to say it. I'm mm. not about to do that. Yeah, I expect better from Stringer Bell. I expect better. And the fact that, to your point, Coach, you did this on Black History Month. You could have picked March 1st. You could have put April Fool's Day for all I care. Pick your birthday. That your mom had a black on baby. Heart, it was heavy on his heart. I, I just, oh, low. It was heavy on his heart. He said he got to get this off his chest before spring comes. Well, he should have <laughs> let it out on, on January Pisces 1st. Pisces season? New him, yeah. new year, new him. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's like I well, said, technically, he said it years. back in Aquarius season, so we good. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, we good. Here we, we, we go. We good. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, well, listen, we listen. Let's let's not spend time with people who don't like being black. Um, and that's not his quote, but that's what I got from it. Uh, so let's not spend time on that. Let's 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 talk about something that celebrates blackness. Now, let me ask y'all a question, ladies, because majority, if not all of you, went to an HBCU um, for college. What does Black History Month look like at an HBCU? I need you to help me out. Uh, Deja Days, talk to me, because I know I know you're ready for this one. <laughs> well, I feel like every day was like black excellence and exemplifying blackness every day black history month i think it was just on steroids a bit more i mean what would you say (laughs) like i just felt like i agree like so at the number one hbcu in the nation fam you we already got fried chicken wednesdays and fried fish fridays they don't get more black we got convocation where they started off with lift every voice right so it's really, it's just not, it's not black just for Black History Month. It's just blacker for mm-hmm. Black History Month. But I think for me, what Black History Month, what what being Black, let me put it like that, what being Black is like at an HBCU, it definitely gives you something that you may not ever experience anywhere else. I'm yeah. not sure if I've ever said it on in therapy, but going to FAMU was my first time ever having a Black male teacher professor in general, like a black male teacher, K through 12, I never had one. But FAMU, my first black male teacher, aka professor, was my intro to African American studies professor, right? So I think being black at an HBCU is definitely different than being black at any other institution. I mean, for grad school, Shay and I went to grad school together, and we went to a PWI for grad school. And it's definitely a different, it's a different environment. 
It's kind of like HBCUs for me, fam, you for me, it's like home. They have homecoming. It's like, it's just like home. It's like you see people who look like you, you see people advancing, you see people doing things that you want to do. And it's like, nothing is impossible there. And I tell this joke about FAMU all the time. And I think this may be a running joke about like all HBCUs, when it has to do like financial aid, how hard or how difficult certain things are to do at an HBCU. And it's not a lie. Some things are more difficult than others, but I feel like the biggest takeaway for me being black at an HBCU is never taking no for an answer because they make you work for it. <laughs> you gotta work for it. Like, if you want something, you're going to figure out how to get it done. And mm -hmm. I feel like being Black, you kind of, that's kind of just like part of our DNA. You got to figure out how to get it done. But being Black at HBCU, you got to figure out how to get it done. Because, you know, I hate to say you're doing with your own people, so you know what to expect. But it's like another level. But I got to say, when I went to a PWI, I didn't have half the issues that I had at HBCU figuring out how to get stuff done. It was kind of handed to me at a PWI. I can't even lie about that. St. John's handed everything to us on a platter with a big price tag. <laughs> but, you know. That, that brings up a, a touching conversation, but uh, we're not going to have it right now. We're not going to have it right now. But You like to I'll, stir the pot. Go ahead. <clears throat> fill it. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll come, we'll come back to that. Trust me, we will. Um, but before we get there, is there an experience, a moment, that led you to go to HBCU? Like for some people, it was School Days, the movie. For some people, it was Stomp the Yard. For some people, it was um, A Different World. For some people, it'll be watching All-American Homecoming uh, at Brinkston University or whatever. Was there a particular moment or how did that process go for each of you ladies that made you say, I want to go to HBCU for however long you were there? Was there something specific that happened? Was it a family legacy? Like how did that happen? Um, well, for myself, I grew up in a predominantly white community, and that's how the schools were as well. So I once I got knowledge of a HBCU, and I think the first one that everybody kind of gets hip to is like Howard, you know, once I got knowledge of like that was out there, I knew immediately I wanted to go that route. Um College is like the only time of your life, if you go to HBCU, that you'll ever experience that. I mean, there's never, I don't think there's ever, I mean, let me not say never. Majority of workplaces are not Black, like filled with Black individuals, communities filled with Black individuals. Like your everyday super, 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 super Black, like excellence, let me put that way, is not your everyday. So I was like, well, I would love to get that experience for four years, right? And be able to grab all the knowledge I can, grab all of the networking I can, grab all of the just differentness. I mean, especially for me coming from the North to the South, it was just everything was just in abundance. Like, I don't know, but that would be it for me. Um, I also really wanted, I am big on, well, I was in my high school, I was very involved 
And I did start feeling a type of way when it was time for like seniors to announce like where they were going. And, you know, I was saying I was going to FAMU and a lot of teachers and students and school officials didn't even know what that was. So I got like a lot of jokes of like, oh, nobody even knows that school, you know, because it's not UNC or where everybody at the time was going. So I wanted to make sure that for the classes under me, and like any individuals, like you knew what family was, like it wasn't a party school, like we got our work done. You know, it was just like, I wanted to be the next, I guess you can say generation of opening like that HBCU portal per se. Um, my All of my friends and I, we went to HBCU. So like we went to the same junior high, high school, and then we all kind of split ways and went to different HBCU. So it's just an experience that I just feel like every black person should do and have. Yeah. I didn't have that experience. It might be a little too old for me. So maybe I'll take a class online and see what, see what happens. See if I get the same feeling or something. Um, but just go to a homecoming this year. Now what's interesting is speaking of that, they have something out here called spring coming, right? That probably doesn't give you the same feel, but what it is is, they have a bunch of people who went to HS, HBCUs mm-hmm. and they all come, they all come together. Um, yeah, like they uptown in Harlem or something like that. It's 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 dope from what I've seen. It's I never I never true. got just to go out there. So when I was living in New York, I was on the board of the FAMU Alumni Association for New York. And yeah, they do spring coming every year. It's it's dope. A lot of people from not just FAMU, all HBCUs get together yeah. like a whole week plus of events. They even have like HBCU picnics, all type of stuff. So you definitely do get a taste up north, right? Because there's Mm -hmm. not too many HBCUs up north. I think most of them are down south. The majority of them, I believe, are down south. There's definitely no HBCUs in New York at Mm -hmm. all. Um, So yeah, spring coming is definitely a vibe. For anyone who lives in New York, definitely check out spring coming. It's definitely a vibe. I just have to throw in there. Mm -hmm. I just have to throw this in is one of my biggest pet peeves is if you did not go to an HBCU when you say my school was like an HBCU. No, it wasn't. Oh my God. Just because your Black Student Union kids all hung out and y'all did things together that is not like an HBCU. It is so much more than just a group of Black people. And it's hard to express how it's not just a group of black people, but you have to go to understand. So for example, I went, you know, I'm back up North and, you know, I was like, oh, okay. You know, one of the schools was having a homecoming, their homecoming, which is completely different from how HBCUs run it. So their homecoming had cups and like different paraphernalia that said HBTU. I won't say the school, but HBTU insinuating like the, all the black people that were throwing that event for that university. And I was immediately turned off. I'm like, this is not an HBCU or like an HBCU because all of the black students and end quote black alumni joined together to throw a tailgate in a parking lot. That's it's just not. And I just hate when people compare it 
it's like it's no need to compare. You either have a PWI or an HBCU. If you have a Black student union as your PWI, that is awesome. And I definitely think that Black people should unite and stick together at those types of institutions. But you don't have to say, but it's like HBCU. No, it's not. That's my biggest pet peeve. And people nah, should just... I what in the gang culture y'all talking mind. about? Not the gang culture. This is this is <laughs> gang, culture. gang culture. You Greek, let me tell you, you Greek people sometimes I do that to people. The people who I went to a community college and it was like a HBCU. You I'm know why? No, but my thing is like it's okay for your college to exist in the way that it is. Like, you know, like you can go to Harvard PWI. and be Harvard. What makes it repeated? Huh? That's tough because you have Harvard may be closer to a PWI, right? And by that, we mean predominantly white institution, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. But then you can go to a Kingsborough College, right? Which is all the kids from high school who might not have wanted to do nothing with their life or didn't decide to do with their life, all the black community kids go there, right? So it may not necessarily be considered a PWI. Uh, it also may not be considered an HBCU. So where does it fit? You just in school at that point. Huh? <laughs> that's my point you, you're back in high school and most no, high schools are like, that's <laughs> well, it, won't, it won't a community college won't be a university so th there you go there you go so you're right it's not an hbcu but there's no reason to compare that community college experience that's great if there are community colleges that have more african-americans more african-american staff led by african-american that's awesome right because all of that goes into an hbcu right we have our black presidents we have a lot of black staff like you know so it's so much more than just in quote the ex I don't know, like it's it's a whole entire experience that makes gang. it. It's gang culture. It's gang it's culture. Not gang. Let, me, let me tell you something. I, let me tell no, you. Different things. Okay, it's okay to be black and not an HBCU and not say you know, but it felt like an HBCU. No, yeah, it's, it's okay Jelly. to have that different ex experience. Jelly, don't forget your point. Saying. Don't forget your point. Oh. Don't forget your point. Oh. Jelly, don't forget I'm your point. Just I just have to say this real quick. Lady J, and I try not to talk about this, she alluded earlier to with an ACU comes those, you're dealing with your people, so you kind of know what to expect type situations, right? Okay. So even though HBCU is an HBCU, right, is, there, is it possible that there are people who go to certain um, schools that we may consider PWIs, but they may not necessarily be PWIs, that have similar experience, experiences to HBCUs? Deja, I'm asking you. I don't know if I understand the question. Tell me the ball, Deja, because no, 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 no. Like, now, to you're saying, saying it doesn't go like that. You're trying to like say what? if a community college, let's say, has fried chicken Wednesday, end quote, then they get to say that's like an HBCU. Just because y'all have fried chicken don't mean it. It could be baked chicken. It has still been an HBCU. Right. Do so you, we could have had baked chicken um, Tuesdays and it would have been the same thing. But do you understand that specific historically black college and colleges and universities were created to afford opportunities to people of colors because PWIs would not accept them at some point in history? That's why HBCUs were created. They were created out of necessity and need because we weren't accepted everywhere else. 
So to Deja's point, it's kind of like Florida State is right down the street from FAMU. You could be Black and go to Florida State, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I, I said it. I went to a PWI for my PhD and for my master's degree, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm not going to walk around and saying I went to St. John's, you know, me and Shay was both Black with other Black people in the class, so it sounded like an HBCU. No, it wasn't. Right. <laughs> you feel it, it wasn't. It's like lie. HBCUs are specific schools created to afford Black and brown people opportunities in education that were not allotted for that. Specifically, okay. Okay, I'm not cool. saying you, you, you don't, if you could, okay. not, you could be non-Black or brown and go to an HBCU, but these were the reasons why these schools were created. But so, we're not going by creation. We're going by, we're going by, because you weren't there during the creation. You were there years later. So we're going by when you went there. Was they that the same? These things. These no, are no, the no things forget they what they taught you. Us. But they, they've taught you that, right? So that means that there's a mindset that they want you to understand going to HBCU. But that's not necessarily the reason that you went, correct? You didn't go because it, you didn't have other opportunities. You went because you wanted to go to FAMU, correct? Right. And she made the choice. So right. if she made that choice. And right. she no longer is choosing the PWI side. So if you make the choice, side, see what I'm saying? Gang said, culture. If you make I the told choice you gang to culture. go to a PWI, <laughs> then you need to stand 10 toes in it. Jelly. The only thing I want to hear you say is you regret going, but no, you can't compare no, no. your experience to an HBC. It's, it's gang culture. Jelly, please. It's not gang culture. Jelly been sitting on, Jelly been sitting on her, 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 her thought for the longest. I, both the Jelly's parents went to an HBCU. That's I'm like, what do you culture. expect her to say? That's gang culture. Next. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jelly. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Oh, coach. see, see? See how gang, so look, see how culture, it's gang culture because there are two different experiences? You said no. Stand 10 toes down. We talking about college, sis. What we took. You was about to fight for HBCU. No, talk. but I'm saying, like, if I chose to go to a PWI, I should be confident. I should enjoy my experience at my PWI. And if not, I can transfer or I can tell stories about how I wish I did go X, Y, and Z. But it's all Deja is saying is if you went to a PWI, just say that. There's no reason to go get <laughs> the brain and just be like, like yeah, Elba said, a college is a yeah, college. You don't need to have to, color. Colleges don't have color. Like Idris Elba went said. I to Queensboro Community <laughs> College, <laughs> but it's kind of like, Howard. Oh, it's yeah, Howard, like New York. No, no it ain't. Sis. That's, gang, that's, <laughs> gang, that's gang culture. Look at y'all. The meaning, the meaning of the people who are black. Listen, we talk about HBCUs and PWIs. She just said, it's yeah, either you, you, you went to one or the other. Okay. You can't good. go to both. I, I look at somebody it. from the outside, look at him because I did go to, uh, you know, St. John's University. Um, I can definitely say. Just, just looking from the outside, from where I, I was, what school I went to versus, you know, other folks' experience at a historically black college, I know for sure that is not the same experience. Though I have put myself in places to try to, you know, be with folks who look like me, such as joining the gospel choir on the campus <laughs> and doing like doing events during Black History Month. So why would he laugh? <laughs> no, I don't know why he's laughing. I'm trying to get my point across. Even with that experience and you know doing the events and joining parties where it was mostly black folk or whatever the case is, it does it does not compare to 
the experience of you walking on campus and you see the majority of folks that look like you have experienced some, you know, same things as you. Like it's a totally different ball game. When I went to class, I might have been, you know, the the second black person in the class and everybody else is of a different shade. Like it's different. It's a different experience. You gotta act a different way. Like I feel like when you at an HBCU, you can just totally be yourself. You don't have to change up or nothing. When you at a predominantly white college, you have to, there's a time and place to be your full self. So I totally agree. There's no place that can say it's like similar or whatever case is. You may have tried to duplicate that experience, but there's no way you can duplicate it. You have to be in it. So say, say I, I totally to? agree with y'all. It's different. Say, it's say what school different you went experience. to? It's a different she experience. went to St. John's. St. John's okay. University. Okay, it's sis, a so you, you have nothing to compare it to, sis. What are you talking about? But I'm, I said that. I <laughs> said that. How could she How could she say for definite? How could she say for definite if she's never been to HBCU? I went to HBCU and I went to St. John's. That's not what you're talking about, sis. Doctor, we're talking about but hearing the experience, it's different, <laughs> right? Hearing the experience of hearing? other folks who who've been to an HBCU, I can definitely tell that there is a difference. Like you don't have to be in it to notice the difference. We just heard Lady J, and I I have to let Jelly please. We have to let Jelly say what she. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like she's about to come in. I just feel like she's in the ring bouncing Lady, back and forth, like right, right. Said anything, and she's about to she, come and swing it. She's swinging at the air right now. She about to come in hot, but pause. But listen, Lady J said you can go get your taste the HBCU, correct? Did y'all hear? Y'all all heard that, right? Wait, hold on. What did I say? Oh, you said you were there. You know what you said. Now, no, I you can, said, they can get a taste of an HBCU you by said going you to can go to spring homecoming. coming. No, 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 be around those who graduated from HBCUs and catch a vibe. I didn't say, I didn't say, say you could get a full taste. Sis. Spring coming is not going to be compared to four years at FAMU, Howard, Morehouse, Spelman, et cetera, et cetera. It's not going to compare to that. That's not but, what you said, but maybe that's what you mean. I'm listening to Okay, call me Idris Ed- Elba. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, I want Jelly to say this. I want Jelly to say her piece, and then I have a comment. So whenever... Yeah. It's just funny, because this is the... You active today, Deja. This I'm telling. I'm telling you, this is gang culture because Deja ain't <laughs> never been. Deja, I said, I said, lady, I said, Jelly, go ahead. And then she said, Well, I want to. Deja said, Hold on, wait. Before you go, let me just say this. And you just went off. <laughs> I'm cracking up. I I'm told you. That's all you. good. No, that's all good. Jelly, please. Okay. Um, I have two points. So my story is, I come from a long line of of HBCU uh, alumni on both sides of my family. Um, so it was, it was, I wouldn't say an easy choice because I did apply to other PWIs, but um, you I followed the money. you gave me a, a full ride. So it was like, okay, no brainer. I'm, I'm not about to play these games. And I'm glad that I did because I still feel su- such a sense of pride because I feel as though my re- university represents me. It doesn't represent some past founding father that was here when the colonies were created like it it was built in mind for people like me and to serve my community and to enhance my community and to represent excellence within my community while it's open to to everyone every walk of life 
it had me in mind when it was founded. So to be able to receive that investment and then be able to give back and sow that same seed into the next generation is is overwhelming for me emotionally. Like I am now continuing that tradition for my generation. My fiance is also, you know, HBCU alum. So were are his parents and his grandparents. So it it same thing with my brother and his wife. You know, both attended FAMU, um, and their parents are are FAMU uh, uh, alum, or her parents are FAMU alum. So it's just it's exciting to understand that we're perpetuating that momentum that it doesn't matter that there are other options out there and they may be great options, but I'm choosing to continue the legacy of excellence that black institutions are upholding to this day. Now on the flip side, when we're talking about pet peeves, when it comes to HBCUs, my number one pet peeve is when black people look down upon HBCUs. Like, oh, well, you know, they're not accredited the same way, or you know, you're not gonna get the same level of education or our community to look down upon the very institutions that set them apart, not at the same level, but apart from their white counterparts, superseding expectations that their white counterparts had set and basically knocking the ball out of the park for them to then come back and say, oh, well, those institutions don't prepare you when we're out here blazing trails for other minorities and for for people in general, like the the first black female nuclear physicist is a black woman that, that graduated from my alma mater. You don't see very many white nuclear physicist women. I think she's the only female and she's a black woman that graduated from a HBCU. So it's just perplexing to me how our own community can literally look down upon the institutions that have given us a pedestal to be able to compete not just at HBCUs, but at PWIs. Oh, and by the way, supersede them at every point in time. This was our our start. This was our our pedestal in order to prop up our legacy. And the fact that our community looks down upon it is is a slap in the face, to be quite honest. And I'm gonna call him Idris Elba next time I see them or hear anything of the like. Mm. Period. You told him. So listen. Even though it's even though y'all was practicing some gang culture earlier, I do understand what Jelly was saying. I spent a lot of time because my, my father's from Tuskegee. So I spent a lot of time on Tuskegee's campus. I didn't really um I didn't go to the school, but growing up there was a, a strong sense of, of black pride there when I went, you know, to Kellogg Center and a whole bunch of other things. So I, I do get it. And Tuskegee is just a black town, period. So, you know, there's a whole there's a whole a thing of pride there that, that I get. I'm just trying to understand, you know, where everybody's came from. And it looks like Jelly had a, a lineage of it. Uh, Deja, you said you were the first one out of your family to go? Um, I don't like my parents, yeah. But right. who, would you guys recommend, or would you ladies, forgive me, recommend your children to go to HBCU? Or you guys, or ladies, open to them going wherever they want for school? Deja, you first, I noticed right up your alley of what you want to talk about. I mean, I'm going to let them decide on what they want to do, but I hope that I open their eyes and <laughs> they see everything that I've uh, like received from FAMU, right? So I'm saying like 
potential aunties and uncles and school pride and success and excellence comes out of FAMU, I would hope that they're like, if it's not FAMU, I want an institution like it, right? But essentially they can go wherever they want to go. I'd support it, so. You sure you're not going to be walking around with your um, Zeta shirt on and your pearls all around the house when it's time for them to decide? I mean. So they can make sure you. Just yeah. to make sure that <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, stuff will be orange and green and blue and white, you know, hints, but they should see that in every like in my everyday, you know, like to where that's something that they have pride to want to do. You know, I don't want I don't ever want to have a child that feels like they're just doing it because I did it. Like I want them to look at eventually, I guess our pictures will be like throwbacks that they look at, like and say, Oh, that looked lit or oh that looks fun or you know so much has came out of that taking them to homecoming and them seeing it for themselves is something that i hope that they receive and we want to move forward got you now Jed, i gotta ask you real quick pwi where did that come from is that something that that language they use at hbcus because i probably heard that more today than i've heard um in quite some time in my life yeah so um when you think of HBCUs, it's like, what's the antithesis of PWI, a predominantly white institution? And I don't think it's more so of like to look down upon them. It's just like, well, what what else would you call them? Like, even if it's a a small city college, right? It's still a college. I would call it a predominantly white institution unless it's Ivy League. Those are the only three classifications that I've, I've ever really heard used when it comes to colleges and universities. That's that's very interesting. Because I'm listening to, I'm like, all three of you said PWIs. That has to be HBCU language. There's no way. (laughs) I I thought everybody said that, to be honest. If I I go to a school that's just, what appears to be multicultural, I don't see PWI. So when I keep hearing PWI and then PWI and PWI, I'm like, this has to be historically black college, not university language. I'm just, you know, that's cool. But um, speaking of black girls who or black girl who went to PWI, Lady J, you said something interesting the other day regarding Wakanda forever. Now, <clears throat> it may be a little bit too much time to get into today. So you know what? We're going to save it for our next session. But we definitely going to talk about the little girl that was in school and that PWI school <laughs> in Wakanda forever. When you made that statement on Facebook, but we're not going to get into oh it today because the time is far spent. Listen, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Please tune in next week because Lady J has some explaining to do about her decision <laughs> to post what she posted on Facebook. And if you don't know, then you got to come back next week to hear it out. But we discussed some pretty dope topics today. Um, so we're going to go around the room for our final thoughts. Jelly Gels, talk to me. Uh, my final thought is take pride in whatever decision that you make. Um, your journey and your decision is that alone yours. It doesn't have to be everybody else's. Um, but make it the best. And don't look down on other people's decisions just because it was not yours. It was the best for them. And while they're doing the best for themselves, you should be doing the best for you. I love it. Chef Shay, talk to me. I would say in whatever room you're in, uh, stay proud of who you are. Um, don't try to change that because you want to, you know, seem outside of the box. Like, appreciate who you are. Be proud of your Blackness. Stay strong in your Blackness. And just be you. I love it. 
I love it. Don't just be you. HBCU. You know what I mean? Days your days. Talk to me. Um, you know what? I am <laughs> I'm here for I, the infomercial. Come on, Cole. Right, right. Let's go. Do not hype him. Do honorary, not honorary fam you uh person. Don't act like I didn't send y'all all that stuff last week about fam you, but go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, which was fire. Which was mm-hmm. very fire. <laughs> um, I think I'm just gonna say my takeaway is that. An HBCU is a culture like none other, and the only way to experience it is to go. So if you are interested, if you're listening out there and you're interested, try it. Don't let what people say about it or the institution you're thinking of hinder you. Try it, and then you'll love it, I know. But if you don't, you can transfer. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Dr. Lady J, talk to me. Um, I honestly say what everyone else said whatever decision you make in my best days of days impersonation stay 10 toes down about it whatever it is i am always going to be a fan of hbcu as a first generation college student and college graduate i would hope my daughter grows up to go to famu preferably you know <laughs> and content and creates a legacy for our family i would hope that she pledges my same sorority and creates a legacy but whatever decision you make, make sure it's a decision that works best for you. Though I am APC strong, I, I ride or die. I'm family today, tomorrow, family forever. But I do realize HBCUs are not for everybody. So it's up to you to make that decision in life in general, I guess. You got to do whatever works best for you. And sometimes that just is family, so, you know. <laughs> I love them. And they're going to they gonna have to pay y'all for these commercials that y'all are doing up here. You know? Don't pay me. Take the student loans back. Literally. <laughs> you got the better chance of them paying you, sis. Um, right. <laughs> as for me, I wake up black. I go to sleep black. In between that space, I'm black all day. Idris Elba, Stringer Bell, I expect better from you. Listen, it's a beautiful session, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in with us. We got the beautiful Untherapist ladies with us. Listen, if you're not following us on IG, follow us at Untherapy Podcast. Once again, we have the beautiful Untherapist with us, Dr. Lady J, Deja Dej, Chef Shea, Jelly Gels, <laughs> Coach Ferns, and we out. <laughs>